there's this quiet time just before morning comes. You might think that once the sun goes down and until it comes up again, that night is basically all the same. But it's not. Ask anyone who works nights or who, who can't sleep or who has to travel in the dark. The night moves. It has phases and, and each one feels different. The skies change too. Old friends travel across the heavens, making their way towards a new day. You might think that sheep are basically all the same. They're not. They have personalities, likes and dislikes. Some of them are smarter than others. Some are less smart than others. <laughs> to be a good shepherd, you've got to really love sheep. You have to get them. Know, know how they think, how to talk to them. I'm serious. You, you almost have to be one of them. Then when one of them wanders off, you know where to look for them. One of them's acting oddly, you, you can figure out what's wrong. If you keep your distance, you'll lose them in every way. You, you can yell at sheep till you're blue in the face. They don't care. You can explain all the things they should do to be safe. They don't care. But if you care for them, they know it. They really do. I'm a shepherd, born and bred, as my father was and my grandfather and far back as we go, I guess. I'm good at what I do. I just never thought it was all I would do. It probably sounds foolish since I just told you every man in my family spent his life in these fields, these hills and valleys outside of Bethlehem. But every shepherd knows the story of David plucked from the fields, these very fields, to be king. So there's always been this part of me that, that, that had this dream. One day, someone would turn up in these fields and point to me and say, that one has a destiny. <coughs> Never happened. When I was young, I thought, I thought the world was mine to explore. But as time went by, I learned the world is what happens to you. And you don't get much say in the part you play. By the time I was a parent myself, I, I found myself looking around and realizing this was it. These, these people, this place, these sheep, this is the life I would have. And it wasn't bad. I just always thought there'd be more. I taught my son what my father taught me about shepherding, about the world. And as he grew, I could, I could see the, the energy, the excitement, the wonder in his eyes, like I used to have when I was young. And it was one night in, in that hush, that quiet hour before first light, my son asked me a question. It was a warm night with a breeze rippling through the grass. One of those clear nights when you can't help but look up. When every star seems to blink at you and you stare back wondering what it all means. 
Aaron was about 10 years old at the time. and He was sleepy. He dozed off a couple times that night, but, but he was awake now, rubbing his eyes. Daddy, he said, what's out there? Where? I said. It had been a long day. I was tired. You know, out there, he said. In the sky, in the stars. Be behind the sky, what's out there? Now, if, if I'd had a better day, if, if I hadn't been so selfish, if, if I could have connected to that child in myself, I might have given him a better answer. Instead, nothing, I said. Nothing for us, anyway. It was a grown-up's answer. A grown-up for whom the world had gradually, subtly, but most definitely lost its wonder. When I was young, I had that same look in my eye. I remembered the curiosity, the excitement, the amazement. <laughs> look at this world. Can I play here? Can I learn? Can, can I work here? I, I thought my life was going somewhere, that, that I had a destiny in this world. I used to think that, that being a shepherd, like my father, was a great thing. You know what that's called? Ignorance. It's called you don't know how the world works. Well, after a lot of years, a lot of sheep, I think I know how the world works. No one really likes shepherds except other shepherds. People who matter have money and looks and power. The only place my life was going was out to that hill and back every day and up the road to Bethlehem every once in a while. So that's what I told him. And I could see, it was, it was like I had snuffed out a candle in his eyes. I tried to tell myself I was doing him a favor. I was helping him grow up. That's what parents do for their children, right? Or, or maybe it's what children do for their parents to remind them to keep looking up, to keep asking what's out there. A few more years went by, and, and Aaron learned some of those life lessons the hard way. And I could see that, that he was getting harder. I saw less and less of that childlike glow. Truth is, he was one of us now. He would often sit up with me around the fire to keep watch at night with some of the other guys, my, my lifelong buddy, Jonas. The sun went down, the sun came up over and over and over again, and I couldn't help but feeling like life was just passing me by, like I was missing something. Did other people feel that way, or, or was it just me? We don't spend a lot of time talking about our feelings out here, so I guess I'll never know. Sometimes, though, to, to pass the time, one of the guys will, will pull out a homemade flute or an old stringed lyre and start a song, and we'll all hum and sing along, not, not thinking too hard about the words, just songs everybody knows. The songs you learn when you're a kid, and you sing so many times, they, they almost lose their meaning. We would sing about, about the God of Israel, the God who placed the stars, 
The God who looked the whole world over and chose a shepherd king. The God who the prophet said would one day send a Messiah, our true king, greater than David, to deliver us. I'd never been to school and didn't spend much time in the synagogue, but, but we all knew these things. It had just been a long time since I had found any kind of comfort or excitement in those songs. I mean, reality is, we live in a Roman world where Jewish lives don't matter. Even among our own people, among the better Jews, we're, we're looked down upon. We get the message, shepherds are unimportant people. Yesterday, it, it had rained all day and been cloudy. And so when the stars should have come out at night, you really couldn't see them. But during the night, a strong wind came. And it was like someone had swept the clouds away, setting the stage for every star to shine. And, and, and as, I, as I looked at them, some, some words came to my mind. He counts the numbers of the stars and calls each one by name. It was a psalm, one of those songs I'd learned as a boy. And there was a time when those words would have stirred something in me. The sky, the stars, the song, it, it all seemed significant. It seemed connected, like there really was something big going on out there, and, and we could all have a part to play. It had been a long time since I'd had that that feeling, that, that, that wonder. I'm not really sure what happened. Did I, had I been looking in the wrong places? Or, or had I just given up looking altogether? But the thing I'm learning about wonder is that you can look for it, but wonder is out there, looking for us, waiting for us. And last night, Wonder came looking for me. It was the second watch of the night. Uh, about five of us were sitting up around the fire, keeping watch. The others were asleep in the tent. The usual sounds of the night, sheep and crickets and snoring. Aaron and I had just taken a walk around the perimeter. Everything was as it should be, but, but something felt off. Like when animals sense that a storm is coming, I felt uneasy, alert. Do you hear something, Jonas asked. I was about to say no, but then I felt it. Something, something was stirring the air around us, like, like it was moving on its own power. I had this sense that, that we were being watched and the hair on the back of my neck stood up. I turned around, and standing just a few feet away, beneath an olive tree, was a man. Now, we don't get visitors in the second watch of the night, especially not, not the friendly kind anyway. I, I could barely make him out in the firelight, but he was tall, taller than anyone in the village. And, and, and his robe was pale, but it seemed to shine in the night. Which completely ruled out him being one of us, because everything we own is dirty and brown. 
And he was watching the sky, gazing, as if he was expecting something. But then he turned and he looked at us and he, and he stepped toward me. Have you ever seen someone who knows his purpose? Well, this guy did. He moved with this natural authority, but, but not force. He moved with, with grace. And the expression on his face was, was joyful. All the same, it was a moment. Yahweh, save us, Jonas muttered, and I silently agreed. We all pulled a little bit closer together. We were as nervous as the sheep were. But then the man stepped into the light of the fire, and he said, don't be afraid. And his voice, his voice made me think of, 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 of my mother, of a sunrise, of, of water splashing over rocks in the springtime. And I suddenly realized this wasn't just some man we didn't know. This was not a normal man. I have come to bring you a message of great joy, the angel said. That's what he was. I suddenly knew it. His voice ringing like a bell. I, I, I found myself holding my breath. I, I felt like the whole world must be holding its breath. We bring you good news of great joy for all people, he said. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Messiah, the Lord. And this is how you will know. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And as he was speaking, there was this sound like a gathering wind, like something was rushing toward us. I, I, I felt more excited, I felt more afraid than I think I've ever felt in my life. And suddenly, he gestured toward the heavens, and, and, and the sky was full of them, angels, just like him, but, but each one unique, tall, short, young, old, different hair, faces, eyes. They filled the sky above us and around us, filled it with light, and they were singing, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill to humankind. Now, you may think a guy like me doesn't know much about music, about the fine arts. These guys could sing. It was like nothing we'd ever heard before. Beautiful. And it, it, brought, me, it brought me to tears. Why us? I wondered. What's happening? What, what does it mean? And something inside me said, rise up. And that was interesting because usually when someone important passes by, a king or something, people bow down. This wasn't like that. And I don't mean to be disrespectful. I would find my knees later. But in the presence of, of, of these angels, of these messengers, I found myself standing taller. And, and I wasn't the only one. I looked over and, and Aaron seemed to have grown right before my eyes. He seemed wiser and, and strong, like someone to be respected. And so did the others. It was as if we were all transformed by that light, by that song. 
And that's when I'm pretty sure I heard someone whisper, that one has a destiny. I'm not sure how long it went on, that, that music, that concert. I, I kept expecting the, the whole world to show up. I kept expecting every light in the village to be lit, but it seemed like we were the only audience, like they came just for us. And then suddenly it just stopped. And I could hear the faintest echoes lingering in the hills. And I wanted to hold on to that sound, to hear it in my head forever. But it was as if the heavens had snapped shut. The door was closed. The angels were gone. And it was just us in the afterglow. And in the sky, where they had been, were the stars. Bright and beautiful as ever but somehow closer, full of promise. For a moment, we were all stunned. No one said a word. No, no one knew what to say. One of the guys was crouching on the ground like he was looking for angel tracks or something. Another one was, 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 was crying, weeping. It was, it was awkward. And, and, and I felt this, this kind of tightness in my chest, like a little bit of panic. We had just seen the most beautiful thing in our lives, and it was gone. It was over. But then I remembered what the angel said. It wasn't just about the song. It was about the message. What are we waiting for? I said, let's go. Go where? Someone said. To town, into Bethlehem. For what? Jonas asked. For what? Were you here five minutes ago? We all just looked at each other. I saw angels, one of them said. Me too, said Aaron, and they said we should go to Bethlehem. No, they didn't, Jonas said. And soon everybody was chiming in. They said something about the Messiah. Yeah, and about a baby. What good is a baby Messiah? Stop, I said. This is how you will know him. Know him. That means we have to find him. We have to meet him. Then what? Jonas asked. Everyone was looking at me. Suddenly, I was in charge. I don't know what then. We, we, we just have to follow this thing, that's all, and see where it takes us. Let's go. And so I turned, and I took a step toward Bethlehem. And everyone followed, even Jonas, muttering the whole way. The streets of Bethlehem were silent and eerie. A strange breeze was blowing through town, swirling the dust around our feet. We made our way to the center of the town where the synagogue was, expecting to find something there, but it was dark and silent. The whole town was. It was the middle of the night. And that's when we realized that there are many streets in Bethlehem, many homes, all of them bursting with people because of the census. In any one of them, in, in many of them, a baby could have been born. What do we do now? Aaron asked. We go back, Jonas said. This is pointless. Are we supposed to go home to home, knocking on doors, asking for a baby? Sounds like a good way to land in jail, someone said. You know they'll look for any excuse. 
Yeah, I'm going back, Jonas said. I prefer my field to a Roman cell. And that's what I noticed Aaron looking at me. The way he used to look at me when he was a boy. Looking to me for wisdom, for guidance. And I so wanted to be that man for him again. I hadn't realized how, how my cynicism, my darkness, had, had broken the connection between us. I, I didn't want that anymore. I didn't want to miss this moment. I, I didn't have to know all the answers. I just had to be willing to look, to go. And without even realizing it, a prayer fell from my lips. Lord, where should we go? And just then, on the wind, faint and tiny, there was a sound. Listen, Aaron said. And there it was again. Something between a kitten and a squeak. It sounded like the cry of a newborn baby. And, and at that sound, Aaron took off running down an alley. We looked at each other and chased after him. We ran through the dark streets of Bethlehem that night, pausing now and then to listen for the sound and follow it. It led us right back to almost where we had entered town in the first place, to a shack. Now, to call it a stable would be generous. It was a shelter for animals, but I think my sheep would have been offended to stay there. We had just heard the most beautiful song in the world. And it led us here. I, I would have looked for a palace. I would have gone to the homes of the rich and the powerful. It never occurred to me that Messiah could be like me. But then I remembered to be a good shepherd, you've really got to love sheep. You almost have to be one of them. Through the open window, I could see the glow of a lantern, and, and we heard the, the unmistakable cry of a newborn human being. We all looked at each other. None of us knew what to do with babies, but we hadn't come this far for nothing. So I raised my hand to knock on the door, and Jonas grabbed me. No, he said. What if we're wrong? Yeah, what if we imagined it, one of the guys said. And while we were debating it, the door swung open. And a man was studying us with the same curiosity we studied him. We can hear you, he said. <laughs> we, we heard your baby, I said. And you are shepherds, he said. We, we, we did our best to look presentable. And he just swung the door wide open and gestured for us to come in. It was more than we were used to. And when I stepped into that room, wonder found me for the second time that night. But this time was different. In the hills, we had seen angels. We'd heard God's own song. Sky and star and light and colors. Now... We were looking at a dirt floor and a young woman exhausted from giving birth and wrapped in the plainest kinds of cloths. 
and lying in a feeding trough was a baby. And I don't know what I'd been expecting, but it was just as we had been told. And, and I fell to my knees, and, and, and I bowed my head, and I, I asked God to forgive me for all the times I hadn't believed, all the times I thought a star was just a star. We learned that their names were Mary and Joseph. They came from Nazareth. The baby's name, they said, was Jesus. We told them we'd seen an angel, and she said she had seen one too. He said he didn't believe her at first, but after a while, he came around, and I saw Jonas nodding his head. As we told our story, she seemed to be very pleased and a little bit troubled. And I think wonder can be like that sometimes. Is it a secret? I asked her just before we left. The angel said it was good news for all people. She thought for a minute, glanced down at her child. No, she said. I don't think it's a secret. And so we were on our way back again in that hour before morning. Back down the road, we've traveled a hundred times before, but this time it felt different. It felt, felt like it mattered. Because if, if angels had come to us, it, it meant that we mattered, that I mattered. And so did all the other regular, worn-out, wonder-starved people in the world. If, if God has done this miraculous thing, if he sent Messiah into the world to grow and become our shepherd, it means there is something going on out there, that we're all part of it, that, that we all have a destiny. And it wasn't just about what happened last night, it was about that moment and this moment and, and every moment. I hadn't realized how stuck I was until God got me to move. I feel like I'm seeing the world again in all of its possibilities. Life had begun to feel like a long, dark night, but now it feels like dawn is breaking. Well, all the early risers were stirring in David's town, people like us with work to do. As we made our way out, we, we tried to tell everyone we could see, Messiah has come. He's here, he's with us. Look up, we said. Listen for his song. Let, let wonder find you and, and follow it. Follow it to him. 